ATs. Yeah. So I guess uh, I still can't work the mirror reflection. Mine, yours. You said you got yours for Christmas. I don't remember. I got mine last year sometime, but. Yeah, my sister it, gave it to me for Christmas. It was the first one Aaron and I built together. It was, it was Kismet. It's such a romantic, such a romantic one. It's difficult to build a Lego set with somebody else. I'm going to say as an adult, I did not like building a Lego set with somebody else. Um, luckily, you can scan the guides now, you know, and so yeah. she was able to pull the guide up on her phone. So we weren't like fighting over the over the guide. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're building like the two sides that are identical, she could take one side and I could take the other. Um, but I kind of like the razor crest that's back there next to it. I kind of enjoyed it. Cause then I usually just pull it out. If we're just sitting on the couch and watching reruns of something, I'll pull out and do one bag like a night and just kind of give it you. a go. But yeah, when I work on them, I like, I get in the zone and I just like, I'm going to start this and I'm going to finish it. And it's I'm right get up from the seat until it's done. So. <laughs> yeah, I did that. Uh, I did that with some of the smaller ones, these bigger ones. I took a little more time, but, um, anyways, this is press play. Uh, press play to listen if you're t catching us on our audio feeds available on Apple, Google, and Spotify, as well as press play to watch if you're catching us over our web series over on YouTube. Project Nerd, this is Tyler. I am Iggy. We are here as part of our kickoff of press play. Two straight weeks of great podcasts, including a handful of press play episodes to celebrate PN10. It's PN10. 10 years. 10 so, years. Cool. And 10 years that you and Adam have been here as well. Um, unfortunately, Adam is hopefully asleep right now, so he couldn't join us. But um, I, I so we were pulling it up when we were talking about beforehand. So our first Nerdcast, our very first podcast aired June 15th, 2012. The audio is still there. You can go to our website and you can listen to it. I encourage you, if you listen to our first season, to remember it is our first season. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but are you ready to hear the things we talked about, Tyler? I'm curious to hear. I'm trying to remember because I feel like we would get onto very. There was a lot of in that first season, there was a lot of like, this is a topic we ended up talking like there were certain topics we would just end up talking about every other episode for whatever reason. So I'm curious to hear what the actual slate was. So um, products discussed. Uh, we had covered our, we had gotten the Blu-ray for Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows, and reviewed it. So we discussed that. Uh, Project X was out. Jesus. Uh, yeah. Lollipop Chainsaw was coming out that summer. Remember, we got that game for a review copy as well. It was actually and, a pretty fun game. And um, we also have a link to the video because I believe, if I remember correctly, Jess, Jessica Nickery is in there. Um, yeah. Was our, so she did that like promo video they did. Uh, Scrubs, which also includes a link to Baby It's Cold Outside by Zach Braff and Donald Faison. Okay. Um, uh, the Apple TV, uh, True Blood, and then the Prometheus trailer. Uh, Prometheus, and not just the trailer, wow. it's trailers. It's so it's the uh, their viral. Oh, all the videos. all the viral marketing with Happy with, Birthday, uh, Quiet Eyes. Yeah, is what's with, linked uh, here. Uh, what's this? Guy Pierce playing what's his name? The CEO of way too company yeah um yeah and then you had a uh, fast bender fast bender as, uh, as the as what is his character michael no because uh, michael's his name i want to say michael too but that's his name name um i don't remember you know what i can click on gabriel him, right? <laughs> I, it's i feel like it's a i want to say it's like a biblical name but i might be off base on that oh wow let's go to uh 
we need to fix those old links. I can't click to it. Anyways, that was what we discussed. It was Adam, you, myself. We also left a lingering question of who is the geek of the week. Um, so something must have been going on. Naomi repays. She was obviously in the Prometheus trailers and in Game of Shadows. And a game of shadows, yes. Charlize. So she Theron. was in Sherlock. Uh, what was she? What was she doing summer twenty twelve, and then Christina Hendricks, which I think you mentioned a topic that just came up regularly when you were on a podcast earlier on. I Christina love Hendricks. I mean, it it could see she has a lot of sci fi cred too, though. We should she Firefly. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of shows that she's done, but what would Charlize Theron have been doing in actually? That link that works because it goes to her IMDb. What was happening in twenty? 20- um not that she had just finished oh wait this is her producer okay let's go to actress oh she's in she's in prometheus oh yeah she is that's right that's what it Duh. was she is in prometheus and she was also she had snow uh, white and the, the snow white and the huntsman yep. or whatever the first of that kind of like spin-off series of those was coming out but so yeah she nerdy, was in, she's in prometheus she films. plays meredith yep. i forgot all about that yep yep yeah i haven't watched that one in a while it was actually i think all of us liked it because adam too was on there so the three of us liked prometheus better than it got credit for yeah um, well and adam is i mean and I, obviously like i'm a huge ridley scott fan so by proxy i'm an alien fan but adam is a huge alien fan like that whole franchise is his bag right. so but yeah that was that's a minute ago i'm trying i i love the fact that we specifically were talking about a for those of you who, i mean we've talked about the history of project or any number of times but the first like the original genesis was a spin off the one of the reasons it's named project nerd was from a blu-ray review website that you worked for and this is obviously back in the day when like streaming wasn't really what it is now so mm-hmm. like, we owned a lot of Blu-rays. And when a new Blu-ray came out for a movie, which wasn't always a guarantee still in 2012, was HD still a thing? When did HD die? HD DVD died. No, because HD DVD died while I we I was still, still at Best Buy. And we, I wasn't at Best Buy anymore at that point. So I think it had... Oh, discontinued way... It was around way fewer, way not nearly as long as I thought it was. It dissolved in 2008. Okay, so it was yeah. only around for like two years. But anyway, we... I mean, I still, you can't see them in this behind me, but there are a lot of Blu-rays on this shelf and on this shelf that are behind the couch. Still, I don't remember the last time I opened a Blu-ray. I don't remember the last time I put a Blu-ray in a machine of any sort of of kind, but I still own a lot of them. So not counting, not counting the eight Criterions I just ordered on their flash sale this week. That doesn't count. Um, not counting those yet because they're not in my collection yet. On my app, I have a thousand and ten Blu-ray, HDVDs, or 4K movies on disc. Now, here's so. the question: In the age of streaming of any and all things, plus like Plex and all that kind of stuff, when was the last time you went and opened a Blu-ray and put it in a machine and watched it on your television? Um, a, a week or two ago, I, and it? honestly, so this was is it something, it was, it, is it something like obscure that you can't get on a streaming service or was it, you purposely was like, I'm going to watch the Blu-ray of this. So I have made it a point to where when my son, so we, we list a lot of movies and as we've talked about on more recent podcasts, we've had to introduce Aaron to a lot of things that she's kind of, okay, yeah. so I've made a point to, if we own it and especially if Orion goes to like Plex or somewhere to get it, I'm like, no. Open the binder and get the disc out. Um, so obviously, one, uh, a lot of because we both are we love like B crappy movies. So there's been a lot of those types of movies that we have to put in, like Tammy and the T-Rex or recently, like I showed that to Aaron and Orion or um, 
that New York Ninja that I just got from Vinegar Syndrome. So those are discs, obviously. Um, the movie, the movies we pulled out uh, were, I believe, the Mission Impossible. Uh, we were, I think we got her to the fourth one is where we're at and showing her that franchise. And so, yes, again, I'm like, no, we own the disc. We have a clip, like, out of this world surround system. Streaming can get us good audio, but part of the Blu-ray thing and that 4k player i have is that lossless audio that comes it's the audio through. it's definitely yeah. audio. and especially if you're depending on your streaming service depending on your bandwidth depending on your quality of plex whatever version of you know you're using audio is always the thing that suffers the most and i think people fail to realize like the reason blu-ray was such a big deal video took up a little bit of space on that but most of that all most of those gigs is is audio so yeah you quit compressing and, the audio yeah. tracks. That was beautiful. Yeah. And we also like people for like we say we specifically we talked about a Blu-ray of a movie coming out because this was also still in the back in the day where it was not uncommon to get a Blu-ray transfer where part of it was terrible. Like the, there was a problem with the video or the audio was that first terrible release or, of the fifth element was like it's one of the they so even bad bought it, they even bought them back and did yeah. a remaster. Yeah. Um no, it's uh, it's crazy. So today, more so, I limit my Blu-ray shopping to like two things. Like recently, I bought the Rocketeer on Blu-ray because I no, I had the Rocketeer. Recently, I bought um, uh, like Street Fighter on Blu-ray because it's just a bananas crappy movie that I love. And obviously, the Criterion's then those weird co co uh, collections like uh, Kino Vinegar Syndrome, the Arrows, is doing really cool special editions now. Um, and then certain 4k movies. So for Dune, I bought in January yeah. on 4k. Cause I'm like, I've got to have, we're talking audio, the video, like I've got to have it. And too, a lot of times when you buy these, you get that digital copy and my voodoo account, I think my, my dad and stepmom, my brother and my sister, I think like most of my family has access to my voodoo account. So when I buy a movie and put the digital copy on there, that's usually when they finally get to see the movie that they didn't go see. That's one thing I never did a good job of getting on board with was like setting up a single digital video account. And like when I bought Blu-rays digital, I bet you, and I I'm assuming a lot of them are expired or they're for services that no longer exist, but I'm, I bet you on this shelf, there's a lot of digital codes that have never been redeemed because I'm terrible about it. And so for someone who does so can... much stuff stream digitally, I don't do it. Right. With, so, a lot of them you can get past their expiration date. So I found that same problem when I was transferring everything from the cases to those binders when I, a couple years ago. So I keep all the special edition stuff on the shelf, um, which you've seen. And then the regular Blu-rays and HDVDs and like TV, I still have a handful of TV seasons from back in the day. I haven't bought a TV season in years, but back from the review days. And um, when I was transferring everything over, yeah, I just had a stack. I don't like of just those slips of digital copies. And most of them still worked past the expiration. There was a handful that it was like, this code is not recognized at all. So yeah, but I was able to redeem quite a few. Um, so it was pretty interesting. Um, hopefully my family got some viewing out of those ones, I guess. Cause there you go. But uh, no, do. Yeah. So Dune. And then of course, like obviously when spider black Friday is the best time to buy the superhero 4Ks. So like I'll get pick up Spider-Man No Way Home right on for um 4K. My mouse just died. Oh, and my computer's not open. So uh anyways, um we uh so those types of things I'll pick up still, but um it is uh yeah, I, we do watch a lot, especially TV. We watch a lot more on streaming and 
that's a re- weird one because th- just talking about this is making me think of used. I used to buy box sets of TV shows. It's kind of crazy to think about it. Now. Not only buy box set of TV shows, which I did all the time. I still own quite a few of them. I'm just never going to do anything with them. But right. do you remember? And this, not every place did it, but like Digital Shelf, where we both lived at the time that this show started in Manhattan, was a di- rental rental place back when rental places were still thing. And you would rent TV shows by the disc from Digital <laughs> Shelf. You couldn't rent season one you no, can yeah. get the first two discs of season one right and watch five episodes of smallville like i remember doing with my roommates at the time and then taking them back and getting disc three and four and then taking those home and watching five more episodes of that season they were they were walking distance from you right they were in not at, not at that time but by eventually they were when i moved okay. when i moved to that house in bluemont that's now a right. hotel or something or a apartment complex Probably. i'm assuming um i could walk but actually at the time yeah but at the time that the nerd cast started, I would have had to still drive there. So, right. Perfect. Yeah. So like I talk about things that existed 10 years ago, places where you could go rent things, us doing reviews yeah. of Blu-rays because they had to, there was a well, possibility the quality wouldn't be great. Netflix still had to be sending it. Like we still had to be sending discs. Were we in the hybrid point yet in 2012? I can't even think. I mean, Netflix had to have been, had to have been streaming by them, right? Because there was that when, period of hybrid to where you would you could still you get could, you would like get a that. disc or two at a time, but then they have a limited amount of content available immediately for streaming. So they transitioned to streaming services. Seems so long ago, ten years. Uh, da, da, da. two thousand twelve would have been the God. Now I'm just looking at all these all the shows that they would have had some Blu-ray and discontinued sales or took 2009 is when their streaming officially took over DVD shipments. But it looks like they were still shipping well into that period of time. And also just you look back at that time in Netflix and you realize how much that was back when no one had still bought into streaming. So they still had the rights to everything, you know, everything from. DreamWorks, everything from you know Disney, everything from Warner Brothers. They had all these deals. So like that was the only place you watched things. So, right. Um, oh goodness, God, 2012 was a busy year. Marvel's The Avengers came out. Um, obviously, we had a obviously the Mayan count. The world was going to end right on December of that year. I forgot about that. Yeah, Endeavor's last fight flight was in 2012. So the space shuttle Endeavor, as that well was, as yeah as well as we landed um which one was it curiosity on the mars i want to say was 2012 um yeah mars uh, curiosity rover successfully lands and denmark uh overwhelmingly approves a law allowing same-sex marriage that year um and of course a couple bad things that was the the dark knight or came out so the aurora a Dark Knight Rises. Oh, Dark Knight Rises, me. the shooting. So yeah. the Aurora theater shooting. And then, of course, Sandy Hook that year. Um, and the London then, Olympics would have been 2012, right? That's London. Right. And then Hurricane Sandy was that year as well. Um, yeah, a busy, busy year there. I'm kind of looking at it there. Um, I was. It's funny. Now that you say the end of the world, mind, I was helping someone with like a trivia thing the other day. And I was looking up all my old files of bar trivia that we did back in Manhattan. And I found one from around this time of year or from 2012. And it had a bunch of like end of the world categories that 
makes me laugh now to think about, which would have probably been in December, but yeah. So London, we would have probably been on our third episode when the London Olympics started. So it started at the end of July there. Um, or did we start it in June? So sorry. No, we would have been probably seven or eight episodes in any, anyways, we did 10 episodes or 11 episodes. Hold on, we're gonna figure this out. This is captivating podcast content right here. Every, um, it's, I'm I'm actually curious now because I mean we sixteen episodes. That sounds more like it. it's like ten seems really low. Number one, this would have also if you do decide to go back and listen to them, understand that most of them were taped at a card table in a basement, all sitting around the same snowball mic. And you used to call it my mom's basement. On I air. did used to used call to it say we were basement. in my mom's basement. Yeah, yeah, obviously. She was playing the up only to stereotypes, I think. Playing up to stereotypes, obviously, sure. but yeah, we all sat around a card table in your basement because it was that was where it was quiet, right. as, or as it was where it was the quietest. You can still usually hear the air conditioner kick on and off depending on what time of year it was, and it was a yeah a snowball hooked up to your MacBook Pro, and right. that was how we because it wasn't until season like what three that we had like actual microphones and a soundboard and stuff like that when did we well, actually start spending money season three because season two went two episodes because all the episodes were lost because we lost our editor and i wasn't comfortable editing audio yet and we had like you said the quality needed some much there was a lot of fix it in post happening in that time sure and then was. season three with the search for season two as we called it um is when i think we we broke into our individual mic Mike's and Bob, I think, joined us full time at that season. And at that point, Bob had been coming around and dropping off movies and kind of hanging out of the door. And then we'd slowly get him in a little further. He'd try a bite to eat for dinner because podcast night was uh, uh, also like thing. It, it was, was like movie it, and dinner night too. Movie, usually, yes. So yeah, because the whole thing is it started when we started Project Nerd. You were like, "Well, we're coming over here talking this stuff, anyways. Let's just throw a microphone in front of us and and put it on air." Um, so Bob finally worked his way in, and then I think at that point in season three is when Aaron would start it, the old Aaron would start sitting down stairs, listening on the couch, and then she would comment. So we'd sit there and pause for quiet pauses while she was, and we're like, "Just get a microphone," and she became a part of it as well. So I think season three, which technically, if you really break it down, was our second season, is where we really found our voice and became that group of I mean, five. If, that you, lasted if, you, many if years. you if you listen to Project Nerd back in the time, like it was definitely we call it season three, but it's a running joke that season two does not. Did we ever? Did you have any of the lost episodes? Did you ever actually end up posting? Because like so the we, audio still exists, right? Yeah, yeah, I have all the audio from everything, all the raw audio from that time. So we released two episodes at the time um, in between the seasons. So we actually got two episodes out like pretty quickly. And then the rest of it kind of fell apart. And I feel like we released two specials after season three. So season three made it all the way to 20. Uh, oh my goodness. No, it's still going. Season three lasted uh, over a, a year. Long time. Yeah. It seemed like, um, okay, here we go. Season three lasted 28 episodes and then we released a episode that was the best of our last episode. So by then I was editing and cutting it. So I think I went back and even if it didn't sound great, just got some of that. Cause there was some pretty funny stuff back then. Um, oh yeah. There's some great stuff. And as, as much as 
we don't like her now. There was some pretty funny sp spots because she would always pick an argument that was bad with Aaron. So we definitely went back and got some of those. Um, but we we're also talking about when I'm looking at these, you know, season three to season four, where that's when net neutrality was being talked about. As you mentioned, we were transitioning probably in the streaming era. Uh, the Avengers was just starting to happen. So we had a lot of stuff going on. And then obviously we as a brand were just hitting out on the road and really starting to be seen at the conventions. And speaking of, which reminds me of another great memory. We always talk about the Chicago one, but I love that Denver memory where we'd really never had any in-person feedback. I think we'd had a few online comments and we'd started to see some things with our social media, but nobody had verbalized to us that they listened to us. So we also always joked that it was our parents that were our only listeners. That, yeah, no one else was listening to it. Right, right. So we were at Denver Comic-Con, I want to say 2013 or 2014. So a year or two in. It had to be 2013 because it had been a year in and we were near the exit and somebody on their way out just was like, Project Nerd, love you guys, listen to you guys all the time. Just kept walking, never said yep. another thing to us. And we were all kind of like, Did holy just crap. Happen? Yeah, there's people out there that listen to us. And to think of this, think of this, Tyler, that was 20. So that was in, give it year one, maybe sometime around year one, a little bit after. Here we were in 2021, year nine. And we broke the top 250 mark in the entertainment category on Apple Podcasts for this podcast feed. Like, I mean, it, it took a while. We were there for a while. But but the point is, is that people are listening to us. There's people listening to us like yeah. right now. So I love it. I'm now yeah. going back through old episodes of Nerdcast and it's getting super nostalgic. So uh, specifically, I'm looking at uh, back when we did a short-lived our own version of mystery science theater slash riff tracks. And we did movie night with project nerd. Yes. Specifically the first two films we did were event horizon and Hansel and Gretel. If you really, if you have an hour or two to kill, <laughs> I recommend them. It's not all gold, but there are some very good jokes in both of those. I feel like, I, I feel like that's some of our best work. You, uh, you definitely had your moment in the Hansel and Gretel one and it derailed the whole episode. It did ruin said, it. We're, we're all the, where white, all the white witches, witches at? at. Yeah. We're all the white, which is that. Um, and I don't think we could stop laughing. Long. Like it just knocked the whole it thing off course for sure. Um, um, I also saw the one here where we, where did it go? God, we um, were consistent as hell back then. We back when we did uh, the night that, or it was the week that PT, the trailer for a Silent Hill game or whatever game that never got made, obviously because of Kojima's huge falling out with, Oh yeah, 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 the whole yeah. thing but that trailer which is horrifying and the only way any of us would play it was like we were all sitting in a room together watching it and it was still horrifying because it's the hallway and the weird fetus thing in the sink and the crazy lady ghost and it's different every time you go down the hallway and the so we all sat in a room and then did and then we did a review of it like we basically like just recorded our reactions after we played it but it was just thinking about it, it's making me i'm uh, pretty sure adam hurried us so he could start playing it again too so <laughs> to find all the the cool stuff um no it's pretty crazy we got there we made it through if you're able to check it out the nerdcast is the predecessor to this new series press play which just us here talking about it i think we're gonna have a lot of episodes of the two of us here but uh more generalized a little bit different format different project nerd host and more importantly the name is again more generalized because the idea is we're going to talk about whatever so we're going to have any kind of guest on if we have a political conversation, we have a political conversation, or if we do what we did with the first episode, 
we may pick our Oscar picks and see who's going to win, you know, who's going to win in the Oscar pick them for this year. But uh, I think it's going to be one of us. How do you, how do you feel? How do you feel about your picks now that some of the guild awards are starting to come out? Um, I guess I should, before I should preface this has, have the picks when in the order of these getting played or this will have. So as we're recording in less than a week, the Oscar picks on will air, they'll air next Tuesday. Okay from our so this will come out after that so we can talk about the picks and it won't be a spoiler for right exactly and the oscars will have probably aired by time this one's edited and aired as well um i think this will air right after the oscars um so i'm feeling less confident about me going dark horse on the best picture because the power of the dog just continues to own just continues to i was actually a little bit worried about going hard and because i went pretty hard on power of the dog in the big in the big six Mm -hmm. and didn't feel great about it but now after some of the guild awards i feel significantly better about it i don't feel as confident in some of my acting decisions but as a whole i feel pretty good about my slate here's the thing i feel incredibly good about my slate versus everyone but basically you so <laughs> no, the other listen it was great playing with three people who were just they were choosing from their heart picking what they wanted to win even even making the comments i know it's not going to win but i'm still going to pick it and cool every time they i don't think that, you guys i don't think you guys un- like, i don't think you guys <laughs> yeah. understand the point of the game like that's <laughs> yes. not what we're here to do no it's uh for sure for sure so yeah definitely go backwards and catch that episode a fun one we had courtney and quentin on with adam and the two of us um also happening this month though so week one announcement Project Nerd Film Festival. Project we announced Nerd that. Film Festival. It's going to be amazing. Boulder, Colorado. Boulder, Colorado. Yeah. Uh, right there at the end of the summer, uh, right in the middle, of course, of our stretch of uh, events. Looking pretty good. Coming together. Got some big announcements, hopefully, around that soon. Uh, week two announcements was a whole bunch of new shirts, including uh, some of our retro designs. So I don't know, Tyler, if you've seen them yet by the time we were I have. I looked I looked at all of them. I the Pro Nerd Bubble. I, I already almost bought one, but I didn't yet. The original um, I, impact. Here's font. the thing. Well, the, the yeah, the impact font, the color, the bubble. I mean, I already, I was actually going trying to find out how many trying to like do, like a <laughs> trying to date. Sure. Well, not inventory, but then like try to figure out like what's the oldest one I have that's still, and then go through because, as we know, we we did lots of different vendors over the years of shirts, and I have some that like have held up pretty good over the years, mm-hmm. and I have some that are looking rough like right not really right. blue anymore kind of a yellow and then like the <laughs> print like the, the screen printing is terrible or if it's even a screen pen or just like an iron on or whatever a lot of them are looking but a lot of them look better than we i'll say if, if we did one thing in the in the 10 years we started sourcing way better shirts granted yeah. oh. way better shirts became much cheaper but like yeah that nice soft we did we definitely did better work on the shirt the the shirt game but well, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna shirts. i'm also not gonna i'm also not gonna talk shit because t-shirts funded a good chunk of what we got to do for the first like four or five years yeah people were buying them uh we would have other artist shirts designs to where we'd get a much smaller cut and we realized a lot of people were asking for our logos and our designs that we were wearing so we started selling those at a much bigger cut and yes it definitely helped us get set up before events were having us out for free now i was just going to say now our shirts are on bella and canvas uh very like our new pn skate shirts are very nice and our new des- designs like your comfort zone will kill you. Um, um, obviously, course, if you're gonna if you're gonna pick one, the best new of the PN skate shirts is the I read band books. Everyone should buy that one. Mine just shipped today, so I will see it here in the next couple of days. That's the best one, but they're all very good. 
but the I read banned books is the best one. But the retro ones definitely had me feeling pretty nostalgic. So right. when they're not on that super thick, uncomfortable, I don't even know what brand is it. Gildan is that what the original ones were? The Gildan like just stiff like six dollar shirts or whatever. Yeah, no, those are the ones that did not hold up. But uh, so that one bunch of new shirts, as you mentioned, a bunch of new of our like social shirts. So banned books. We have our new Pride one, um, trans one because. Texas is a piece of shit, but anyways, um, <laughs> um, uh, but then also, like we said, our retro shirts, uh, that we're bringing back some of the old designs that were pretty fun week three announcement, um, which hasn't even been shared with all of the team by the time we've recorded Tyler is the return of project nerd publishing. That's right. It's, project nerd publishing is back. It's exciting. Um, Artist is already working on Task Force Max. We've got Billy Volume 2 written and getting ready for the artist. The Escort will be what we're calling remastered uh, with new, uh, more expensive artwork, would be the way to put it. Um, I'm excited we'll... for Billy. Season 2 is probably the one I'm most excited about. But this is something I did know was coming back. But there was a question that when you told, told me it was coming back that I forgot to ask. And that is, with the rebranding, with the new all the branding is the lion dead or is the lion still alive? Well, the lion's back. And that's one of the shirts that's back in the store too. So the lion, the lion is back the half lion face. Cause the full lion the face one. is the PN skate. Yeah, like yeah. one. So that's back. It'll be on our covers. Although we're going to work with the publisher who's going to handle all the publisher and admin, but it'll still be project or publishing. It'll still be our original creations. A few more things to announce. This will air ahead of week four announcement. But you know what? If you listen to us, you get a tease. So week four announcement was going to be more about Project Nerd TV and the announcement that we're pushing. Obviously, it's been delayed. We're pushing it into the fall. And with good reason, uh, we're bringing in some pieces that are going to help make it better and help it grow. And I think it's going to be a better experience when it does launch than what was potentially going to happen this month. I think we would have had a nice product this month, but I think we're going to have a great product. Much, now much better by, one. Yeah. Yeah, so that is uh, the updates around that is the week four announcement. And of course, we're talking about making a podcast to where we were worried about editing it and it sound and you can tell we're in the basement. And now this month we're announcing TV shows. And um, I guess we'll hear right here first, too. So right here first on this press play. Right here first. Right here first. Comedy specials, too. We've produced comedy stand up comedy specials um, that are currently being edited and they are being shopped uh, on platforms. So eventually we will let you know where you're going to be able to see those. That's pretty exciting. So I don't know a lot going on um, compared. We've come a long way from sitting in that basement around that snowball, Mike. We have indeed. So um, for sure. And not to mention the biggest news of all out of PN on the backside of PN 10, uh, you and Adam will be here in Denver with me uh, true. As, as we head on up to Estes park uh, for my wedding and so, a week full of excitement. Yeah. I'm very excited. So yeah, we're having a big, big pn wedding coming up soon so it'll be the first time that when was the last time the three of us were in the same place at the same time was it had to have been planet before adam comic, moved planet comic con 2019 because they didn't make it to omaha because they moved like a month after planet comic con 2019 so we got that big airbnb that you would come over in the morning and you stay oh, over on strawberry school. hill yeah. yeah over on strawberry and hill then, uh yeah so that weekend was the last weekend and then they moved right before we did Ocon that summer. And uh, and unfortunately for them, six months after they moved, the world shut down. Shut down. And they were, yeah. uh, so they haven't been, haven't, haven't been back since. So they're right. as bad as things got here, they had it obviously a lot worse there, I think. 
for big yeah. of it. So no, it's going to be exciting. Um, I think Project Nerd has to come to a halt for like two weeks because everybody involved with Project Nerd will be here, um, celebrating and having a good time together. No, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, but, I'm uh, sure. I'm sure Iggy will find a way to squeeze some content out of the weekend. So. <laughs> we've got. We've already. I'll be, got I'll be sure out. to bring my laptop and some microphones or something. So. <laughs> right. Um, I don't know. I kind of. I'm going to Hawaii for my honeymoon, and as much as I know, I shouldn't podcast. I kind of want to podcast just for the sake that I can say I'm podcasting from Hawaii. Just so I, I mean, can I say feel it. like you have to. I feel like right. at some point, maybe I don't know. I don't want to like. Obviously, we have important wedding things to do, but I feel like if we're up in the mountains at like a nice lodge in Nestus Park, we should at least get some sort of video of us sitting at a table, like with mountains in the backdrop, something something pretty. We can do some. You know what? We're gonna have photographers there. One of them. There you go. For it. um yeah no it's uh it's gonna be pretty exciting um some fun things planned with it and uh i know we we get a theater is where we get to set up so all the guys standing with me you and adam included we get a theater so i will bring the switch and play some mario kart for at least an hour um i've got four pairs of shoes that i'll be changing out throughout the day um so (laughs) uh Carrie's going to come in with, I'm going to ring a bell and he's going to bring them in with the tray each time that we're doing them. Uh, and then Aaron and I got our wedding lightsabers. Our, I got her a purple blade and I got a silver whitish silver one to match our wedding colors too. So they're very cool. I have seen them. <laughs> so I'm trying um, to find ways to pack board games because I hate checking baggage, but at the same time, board game boxes are big. What do you need? I got, I mean, I don't have some of what you got, but we've got, we just got risk because Aaron had never played it. So I just picked that up. Um, You remember my massive old chess set that Adam Graves, like weird looking one that had the weird ones. And it was like really oversized. It had like the smooth, like the smooth rounded pieces. And it was like the art deco style ones. Yeah. 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 Um, Orion found it in his mom's garage and my ex-wife and uh, brought it back over which convenient was nice because uh, we looked at it online and uh, apparently that's a collector's so, item now. So, so valuable. I don't uh, know. I don't, yeah. I have, a, I have a lot of, I mean, I have too many board games. Like I've run out of places to put board games, but I have a bunch of like fun party stuff. I'll find some stuff for us. To I may have it by then. But, uh, I may have it by then, but Funko sending me the goofy movie game. Oh, nice. So, yeah. I got my power line shirt ready to go for that unboxing and review. So maybe we'll I have, have a, I have a it. few of the original Funko universe games. The, I think the, the Rick and Morty one and some of the DC ones. Um, I don't have a ton of party games. I have a, I mean, I have a lot of board games, but I also don't know that people want to play, you know, simulators of the re- rebuilding of Lisboa, um, you know, in the 1400s or we've got, about... well, I've got here, I've got the Goonies, the Goonies and the Goonies expansion from Funko. Okay. I've got, uh, Die Hard the game, uh, so we got that one <laughs> from Funko. Um, we did get uh, uh, actually our friend here uh, in Colorado. His name's Martin. He made that um, that HexaQuest game that we recently shared about on his Kickstarter. So I have a copy of that. That seems pretty cool. That needs that we haven't really played to the extent because it needs more people. Um, throw throw a burrito if we're throw through burritos. Drinks and want to head in the backyard. Yes, always always a classic. Um, so we've got, we've got some choices here. We've got some choices and, uh, um, yeah, we'll see what else Funko has thrown our way by then too. Cause they send us pretty much everything. It's exciting, but yes, man, celebrations galore project near 10 yeah. and, and the wedding. Um, this won't no. be obviously it's news today. It won't be news obviously when this goes up, but I almost texted you earlier today because 
we've been talking obviously all things Ninja Turtles. It's been a this last couple of years has been a renaissance of Ninja Turtles. You have been on a spending spree of nostalgia, all sorts of Ninja Turtles between the Last Ronin figurine and the Turtle Van. Uh, that Last Ronin figure, I mean, Last Ronin is one of the best comic books, not just Turtle comic books. La- best comic books I've read in the last five or six years. Like be out on not, trade this summer too. Yeah, it's so good. But I had the turtle van. I had the pizza shooter thing. Like, but did you see that they announced finally today the release of the Cowabunga collection for consoles, which will be basically almost every Ninja Turtle game that's ever came out on any system in one one complete one complete collection. There's a cool trailer I, for it on, on IGN. So I did not. I will watch it after this, and I will buy it. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how I can get that arcade, that one up arcade thing, or whatever. For um, the for the turtles in time, yes. Okay. So a friend of mine just recently built. He bought because you know buy the the deck with like the controllers and those rollerball like a micro center or wherever, and they right. got a got a um, Raspberry Pi, put some software on it, and obviously has too many games on it. But as his favorites collection, he has literally every Ninja Turtles game ever made. And screen's not quite big enough for like Turtles in Time full stride scroller action, but I mean if if you're gonna play an arcade game. Turtles in Time is definitely one of the okay. ones you got to go to. Yeah, no, for sure. No, I am. You're right. I so I got the party wagon. Um, it is a re. They re-released it in the original packaging. Everything to the T looks like the original one. Still limited edition re-release. It came in an outer box numbered and everything. So it's still a valuable item and still cost me a little bit of money. We'll put it that way, but not as much as like an inbox the original, original one. Yeah, right. Um, but it, oh God, you, as you mentioned, when you saw the picture of it, nostalgia pull like crazy. So I ended up with, I had at one point, probably six or seven tabs open across various toy stores and eBay with probably $700 worth of Ninja Turtle toys in them. And I'm like, I need to call and tell my banks that all my credit cards are stolen. So they stop them for a week and send me new ones. And I got a whole week to think on this, uh, cause it was getting a little out of hand. Um, it, it's weird. That's the only, and I wasn't a huge action figure toy person when I was a kid, but I had a lot of them. But when we go to conventions, when we go to toy store, like we see a lot of vintage toys in places that we go and the circles we hang out in. None of them ever really the like power as much as I love power Rangers. Those ones don't do it for me. A lot of those can't, but anytime I see some of those old Ninja turtle action figures that I had as a kid and spent hours playing with it, it hits me in a very specific spot and it's hard not to spend too much money. Right. Them. Well, I realized that's all I pretty much had as a kid. And I'm sure it wasn't like because you were only allowed to have one thing. I'm I'm assuming it's because that's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like anything I had that wasn't Ninja Trolls was something like I inherited or was just like a thing that was left over from a thing. Like I got a couple of Transformers and like right, G.I. Right. Joe and like the truck from Mask, the semi truck from Mask because Mask was such a cool yeah. It was 100%. Like people talk about Transformers being a show made to sell toys and G.I. Joe being a show to made to sell toys and He-Man, same thing. Kind of, but they had plot lines and stories and they ran for a long time or huge franchises. If you want the cartoon that was made to sell toys, it is Mask. <laughs> right. Gullwing door, uh, a car that turns into a plane, a thing with a thing. God, that was a terrible show, no, but those were No, I know. Figures. I had a couple couple Transformers. I remember um god, what's the name? The Green Tiger from He-Man. Um, from Masters of the Universe. Uh, and so I had Skeletor and the Green Tiger. I remember that. But 90% of what I had, and I had it all. Battle, Battle Cat? Is it Battle Cat? That Cringer. Right. Cringer. Okay. Cringer. Okay, yeah. like he transforms. He's Battle. Yeah. Cringer's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no. So I had those. 
And then I had a ton of baseball cards. Baseball cards was also my thing. But every ninja, like I had the the monster variants, the surf variants, the mechanical variants, the little, I mean, I had Baxter transformed as like a fly, the fly, basically. I remember when they came uh, out with the transforming turtles which was a huge deal like so the heads had, like flip the flip yeah. around so you had the baxter that turned turned from like regular baxter to fly and you had the rebop and rocksteady that would turn from like human yeah. to like rhinoceros or warthog to human and stuff like that okay, now i'm gonna go buy cool. all those i'm gonna go buy because that's another thing that's getting re-released it's um something's it's something set ultimate seven and the, ult, they're releasing the ultimates yeah. the only toy the, the only toy that i never had that i really really wanted was the 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 uh technodrome playset where like it opened up and you could have it must have been out of my parents price range too because i didn't have that one either. i didn't have that one and that was the one that like every if you, everyone wanted but i don't know that many people had because you would open it up and it was the whole i had that one cool. friend that lived two houses down really cool dude nothing against him but he definitely was that kid that who had all the stuff oh as soon as his parents split like everything all of yeah. a sudden right and um he definitely had it so we played with it but i yeah you mentioned the pizza shooter which that thing shot pizzas violently huh. like it shot pizzas hard um and then of course the party wagon which we said i got the replica of now um i feel like there was a there was a convertible car too i don't remember ex i'd have to go look it up but there was like some kind of convertible so there's like, like there's the there's like the the turtle car like there was the bike because there was a was there another the version oh, of the yeah. van where the bike would go inside the van right, and right, right, pop yeah. out, and then there was the there was a car of some kind, but then there was the the Dimension X trend, like the it was like the cat like from the cartoon because like those kids from Dimension X come and they have like the red convertible like Cadillac looking thing that's like a hover car. And I feel like that was a toy for a little bit. Too. Okay, so here it is. I pulled it up. It's the Shredder car. So it's a purple and black convertible with a gun on the back, and the picture has like Bebop and Rocksteady in it. Um, it, the flags on it say shell crusher and turtle like, yeah, that's the one I remember. And then it had like little water gun things out the front. Awesome. Foot cruiser is what it's listed on this other website too. Um, it is foot cruiser. Yeah. Oh my God. I have to buy this now. <laughs> no, <you laughs> this, this, this is getting bad. Um, yes, I absolutely love this. No, Ninja Turtles was my thing for sure. Star Wars, Ninja Turtles, Batman, but Ninja Turtles just always had that special place. And um, speaking of, we have a few minutes left. Have you seen the Batman? I have not. I was, okay. was going to go see it this weekend, but I just didn't have the time. So I'm going to try to see it hopefully by Sunday. If I don't, I have Sunday off. I'm going to see it Sunday. But okay. Okay. It's, I've it's, we'll, heard we'll really good things about, about it. Episode. It's good. I, I gave, I, I gave it. I love, I, I'm a sucker for movies and I don't have a problem watching long ones, but right now, for whatever reason, the thought of going and watching a three hour Batman reboot is just like, I don't, I don't have time for that. God, we, we went to a crowded theater and of course on a Monday night. So Monday night is Aaron and my movie night because nobody goes to the theater. I'm going to, especially pandemic Monday night. Like nobody has been going to theaters, but there is um, we went to see Death of the Nile on the, its opening weekend, and it turned out Monday was February 14th. So that didn't pan out well. That theater nope. was packed. And we went. I love the draft house and everything about it. But the draft house also has a lot of food options. And for some reason, it has nachos on the like the list of like something that should have been done away as theater food years ago. And the girl next to me just crunching right in my oh. ear uh, somebody's phone going off and they did the whole thing where they pause and freeze to like 
act like it's not their phone instead of just shutting it off. So it keeps ringing and it's like, oh my gosh, people. Uh, and then this week we went and saw the Batman and I think I just saw the thing. It was the second or third biggest Monday in years, uh, like since pre-pandemic. Yeah. And uh, it was a packed house and the guys next to us, um, well, they, they, they were just man-childs, we'll call them that. They were they were not... They hadn't been in a theater for a while. It seemed like we'll just put it that the way. But was la- the movie yes. etiquette was lacking. Yes. Um, I will say though, for those that know me personally, um, it may be a fun story for other people. We're st- we go sit down in the theater. Um, my son's car had broke down. So my ex-wife had to drive all the way over here next to my house uh, where the theater is, picks up the kids. It, it, he says they're going to see a movie. I don't think twice about it. So we're sitting down in the theater. We go to order our food at the draft house and this, Aaron's like, what is, looks over like weird. And this little girl's waving off to our side. And you know me, I, at this point, I have just tunneled vision everything out because even the draft house, like pre, like pre trailers thing is all fun videos related to the movie you're seeing. And um, it was Evie and Orion and they, she had taken them to the same exact movie we were at. So it was a, inter- it was interesting. That's for sure. Let's put it that way. But uh, uh, my daughter, so my daughter saw Batman the same time I did the Batman. There you go. Uh, the score, I will say, spoiler free, Batman is, we know the Batman movies are notorious for solid scores. This one knocks it out of the park. Uh, this score is phenomenal. And I just picked up that Mondo exclusive set today on recording day because it blew me away. The score was fantastic. So now, I will say that. Like, what's, what, I mean, are you putting it on top of like, Elfman or so here's the problem with Elfman or so here's the thing Elfman has that that iconic that that's that defined Batman right like that defined the Batman I mean that is and it's it's, takes on it have been in everything since right right and it's nostalgic too right so that's from our childhood so it's hard to say but when I look at the if I look at this separate if I'm not comparing it I mean, it's better than any score we've seen in the DCEU yet. That's for sure. I, I mean, hands who's down. Who's the who's the uh, what's his name? The the really nerdy guy who also composed Rogue One. Um, oh, uh, my uh, uh, Giacchino or G- yes. I can't ever say his yeah. last name. Giacchino. Yeah, it's the Italian. He did yeah. like he did a bunch of TV shows. He did like Lost and Fringe and yeah, Alias. He's super he did all the JJ. So he did like all that. the JJ Abrams television shows. He did all the right. scores for those. No, and, he's and a uh, bunch of video games solid. too. I feel like he's like the Call of Duty guy, like yeah. makes the Call of Duty music because he stuff loves like all the stuff and yeah, he is fantastic cool at it. No, his the Batman score is fantastic. The Catwoman one solid, and he has fun with the Riddler one. It's pretty unique and interesting. So, anyways, it's uh, I, I love the score. The score was. I mean, great. here's the thing. I'm gonna see it. It's a Batman movie. It's getting good buzz. I really want to see Colin Farrell as the Penguin, and if it's like if I'm in my hierarchy of like great cinematographers, like Greg Fraser's up there. I mean, he did solid. He did. So there are definitely, I think so Quentin and I were talking about this um, on another episode and there are moments in this movie. So I won't say overall is, but there are a few key scenes in this movie that might, when you look at the cinematography and, and what's happening in it might become some of the most iconic Batman scenes and I mean, you've seen a couple of them in the trailer. That's the problem with the trailer. The trailer, I think, ruined the movie for me a little bit because there are some huge moments in that trailer. And um, it just, it, but there are a couple scenes to where it's like, this is just perfectly done, this moment. 
Is like, there any, were there any, as some, as like the resident Batman expert, I mean, I've read a lot of Batman comics, but not nearly as many of you. Is there any specific storylines, comic runs, artist runs like that are specifically channeling as far as visually and or story-wise, or is it just a little bit of everything hodgepodge together? Uh, the hodgepodge, it, it definitely tries to pull from it. It definitely tries to play in the same area Nolan does with Batman Year One. Um, young, you have your young Bruce Wayne, you have your realistic more realistic suit and car and stuff right um which we again have seen from the trailers um you definitely deal with the the falcone situation but it's a twist on it i have never read before i'm not, i can't say it's not out there but in many many batman stories i've read i've never read this one um and they try to really humanize the villains a bit more and so i think that's why it pulls away from probably directly being any comic story it's not like you know the flash is coming out later this year and it's obviously the flashpoint uh paradox story right like it's mm -hmm. so this is going and even though it might take liberties it's very well founded on that where this is just kind of a matt reeves i'm gonna do what i want type thing with it so yeah um, well and they definitely i mean batman has a history of doing this but as a reboot it's i mean batman's ubiquitous enough now you can get away with it and that's the reason you watch Batman movies as the villains, but in your opening act, you're going to, you're bringing in Catwoman and Riddler and Falcone and Penguin all in one movie. Like that's a whole lot of ground to cover for a first movie. Right. And what might be a series might not be a series, but in a reboot, that's a lot of ground to cover. I guess I have one question and I do not care if you spoil this for me. Okay. okay. Because we've seen it so many times. In fact, <laughs> yeah. too many times. In fact, in a movies that we didn't even need to see it in, how much screen time does Crime Alley and the Murder of the Waynes get? Zero. Thank God. No, you get. Um, so they, you I'm get assuming a... they re reference it. You have to reference it. It's part of who Batman is. I get it. But if I have to watch the two of them walk down that fucking alleyway again and get the pearls ripped off and the gun go off, I can't. I can't do it. It's been filmed too many times. We all know why Batman's Batman. We get so. It. It is, is it again, it is an intricate part of a, a couple scenes of dialogue to explain why Batman That's is fine. Batman. It is an intricate fine. scene to the overall plot. It also ties into the overall plot of the this exact movie, but you don't see it. And I think Matt Reeves did that very strategically of saying, this is it. This is the moment that changed every, because it doesn't just change everything for Bruce. And becoming Batman, it changes everything for Gotham, as we know in any story arc you go to, because they were the angels, the, yeah. you know, the, even the more so in Gotham later City. stories. Like once right. like the Court of Owls gets involved, it becomes mm -hmm. even in the mythology, it's become even a bigger deal than it was originally. Right. And it was a pretty big deal originally. So I like that you reference Court of Owls again, hodgepodge of things here, but it's um, there are no Court of Owls. It's not directly in there. But again, but you, that feeling see. of like there's there's more going on underneath the surface. There was more thing. going on to with the Wayne situation. Yes. And um, I, I do appreciate that. We didn't see it. You do get, I think you get a, two or three scenes of Thomas Wayne. Um, I guess. Yeah. No, Martha's in the background and they do reference, which I have seen only in a handful of arcs. Um, Martha's family being the Arkham family, right? So okay. the Arkham family and the Wayne family being the foundation of the city. So they reference that. Um, which was fun because obviously there's not a lot of Arkham Asylum in this one either. Um, but uh, it's interesting. It's really, when you see it, we'll, we'll talk about it. Is um, it, do you feel like, cause there's already two sequels and two television shows that are spinning off right. from this specific movie already in the works. Does it warrant a full on Star Wars esque, Spider-Man esque, like shared universe? Or is it like, 
I mean, hopefully, maybe. Okay. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Like, like having now seen this movie, are you guaranteed going to watch both those shows and watch both the movies that come afterwards? Um, well, I'm definitely going to watch the Penguin show because Colin Farrell is a Penguin. Yeah. Um, what's the other show that was green? I forgot. The other one is, uh, I think it's just like a, I don't remember the exact rule. Is it? I feel like it has to do with Gotham it's, PD, right? I think it's it's supposed to be. Well, they canceled. They canceled the PD series. Like that was the okay. one that they were working on originally. That was the first show that HBO Max like picked right. up. Was it HBO? It's oh no, it's about um, it's about Arkham Asylum. They're going to make an Arkham Asylum show and a Penguin show. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'd be because I'm sure the way they do this stuff now, like for example, the Peacemaker show was out of this world, fantastic. God, so good. <laughs> uh, but um, I'm sure the Arkham Asylum will help be a launching pad then to somebody to enter a, a future movie. So I'd be interested to see what they do there. Yeah. As like, for Reeves, the... Reeves came out recently like this month and said like because the pd one's not going forward they're doing an arkham asylum but okay. it'll be like a horror tone haunted house some, some similar to like the house of arkham comic books i think is right. the theme they're less less the prison part of it more the creepy mansion full of bad things sort of yeah thing. i think uh i think it's, it's some interesting where they could go with this i think um really interested to see what they do with colin farrell's penguin um i will say I have a lot of opinions. I'll say that. Okay. There are a lot of opinions. I w- I'm happy I will... with this movie is what I'll okay. tell you. I'm happy with it. It, It's not better than the Nolan franchise. It's not even better than Burton. There are pieces of this, though. Again, I'm going to go back to that score to where I was very impressed with. Yeah. And there are a couple scenes in there um, that I was like, wow. Like, there is. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, like even as someone who hasn't seen it, there are pieces about it I am incredibly excited about. I love Jeffrey Wright. I'm always excited anything he's in. I am excited to see Andy Serkis' take on Alfred. I want to see Colin Farrell's Penguin, obviously. But as a whole, I'm just kind of like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna not, I'm not gonna not see it. But it's, I've seen the first Batman movie quite a few times at this point in my life. So. So. That's how I feel afterwards, too. I'm just going to warn you that I was happy with the pieces I was excited about. But overall, I feel like the movie doesn't quite know. It doesn't quite know its way fully, I guess, would be the way to put it without spoiling. As for I will touch on the circus thing. He's not a bad Alfred at all. But after uh, Kane has played Alfred and yeah, who, made. What are you going to do? You, gonna keep no, you can't. You can't. <laughs> like, Kane. you can't. Sir Michael Kane. Like, he was. And he put so much depth into alfred like never before that it's really hard to see some because it's like you can see a new penguin danny devito as a penguin top notch one of the best batman villains we've still had to this day right like on screen but now you have a whole different type of penguin which you can do with alfred alfred is alfred no matter what so it's kind of the same idea of putting will smith Will Smith's great. And I thought he was an okay genie, but the fact that he had to follow Robin Williams genie, yeah. it just wasn't, it just never was going to be that. Right. So that's where I think I was with circus. He's fine, but you just now always have to fill in Kane's shoes and you just, you just can't like, he was just such a good Alfred, but I don't know. Anyways, that's fun. That's Batman. We're going to have to get back together and talk more of this after you see Batman. I'm going to have to, I now will make it a point to go and watch it so that we can okay. talk about it. Okay, you go watch it. We'll talk about it. Um, 
We'll get together again on more press play. This is on Project Nerd. So again, if you're catching us on YouTube, head down below, subscribe, like, turn on those notifications. We're always sending you good stuff. We've got a good seasons of a few shows ahead up in April and May, including the return of Horror Not for season two and more G-Spot. So some great content coming your way, as well as a lot more press play with special guests all along the way. And then if you are checking us out um, there, but you want to hear us maybe on your way to work now that people are back in the car more. Maybe you're going to be in the car less because of gas prices right now. I don't know. But either way, <laughs> you could pick go up both those, ways. Who knows? Right? Pick up your phone. Check us out on it. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Become one of the many that listen to us over there. And 10 years. We're here. We're still doing this because of all of you. So thank you so much to all the many fans. Make sure you're sharing with your friends, helping us continue to grow so we can continue to bring you more exciting, awesome, and fun things at a much higher production value. But uh, I don't know, Tyler. That's it for press play. So I guess what can they do now? They can press stop. Press stop.